All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the 11th chapter of the book of Luke. say I appreciate uh, everyone that's here today and everyone that watches uh, and follows this ministry. I also appreciate uh, your prayers and your support in that and also in your, your financial support. It always blesses me to uh, uh, when we, especially when we hear from people that are in different parts of the world to let us know that they are watching. We got a comment from a someone from Melbourne, uh, Australia, to, uh, commenting on the Vagabond Spirit message. And uh, so we were grateful to hear from this individual and to know that uh, messages are going all over the world to reach God's people. All right. Is everybody there? All right, we're going to start reading at verse 14. The 11th chapter of the book of Luke, we'll start reading at verse 14. It says, And he was casting out a devil, that's talking about Jesus Christ, and it was dumb. Does everybody see that? That Jesus Christ was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. What is it? The devil. Does everybody understand that? So everybody see the difference there? There's no such thing as a deaf person or a dumb person. There's a such thing as a deaf spirit and a dumb spirit. And if you get that spirit to move, they'll talk just like you talking. They'll be able to hear just like you hearing. And that's the way you have to think when you're dealing with people, when you're praying for people. Everybody is exactly the same as far as their faculties. God don't create dumb people. In other words, people that can't talk. And I know that there are people that may be born deaf, but God didn't create that. There's a spirit there. The spirit is deaf. The spirit is dumb. Does everybody understand that? Even with retardation, the spirit is retarded. If you get the spirit to move, that person will be just as normal as you and I. Everybody understand that? All right, so it says, he was, and he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb, and it came to pass. When the devil was gone out, the dumb did what? Spake. And the people wondered, but some of them said he casted out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Now, this right here shows you that no matter what you do for God, now, if you're one of those people that you have to have the approval of man and you can't stand for people to think ill of you and think bad about you, you're in the wrong business. You're serving the wrong God. I'm telling you from my own experience, no matter what you do for God, it's going to be some devil somewhere that's got something bad to say about it. And if that can discourage you, if you're looking for the world to applaud your works for God, then 
<laughs> you're going to be waiting until eternity. Does everybody understand that? So no matter how good you are, and you know nobody's going to be as good as Jesus Christ was in this earth, if that makes any sense. A man that was born perfect and never done anything wrong. And so if you know that you can't be as good as him, the, the, the only thing you can do is be as him, you know, in other words. And they talked about him and they said bad things about him, then they're going to do the same thing about you. There's no getting around that, okay? It says, but some of them said he casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of devils, and others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house, what does it do? It falls. Now, isn't that the truth? That's why I say the devil can't heal anybody. Not if he's the one that brought the sickness and the ailments or whatever the case is. The devil doesn't heal anybody. Does everybody understand that? And that's what Jesus Christ is making. That's why I said the devil can speak in tongues. He can prophesy. He can, he's got discernment of, uh, the, the gift of discerning of spirits because he knows what spirits he sent out. He's got all of that. But one thing he will never, ever do is come against his own kingdom and bring in deliverance to anybody. Deliverance is a sign to people to believe that whoever it was that God used to deliver them was sent by God. Because only God can deliver. Does everybody understand? Only he can set people free. And so Jesus Christ is making that, that's one thing that the devil cannot mock. He cannot mimic it. If somebody is, is, is healed, it's God that did it. Everybody understand? A kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. All right, so verse 18. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall, shall they be your judges. Does everybody understand that? He's saying two different things here. He said, if I'm casting them out, if I'm casting out devils because I'm the devil, then number one, basically, how are your sons here casting them out? He's talking about his disciples, the 70. How are they casting them out? That's first thing. Second thing, and where's your power at? What are you casting them out by? Oh, you're not casting them out, so sit down somewhere. Everybody understand? Let's go and keep reading. Verse 20, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. Isn't that something there? That is a sure sign that the kingdom of God is come among people is when devils are being cast out. All right, let's go and keep reading. When a strong man... Armed, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. That word strong man, that's, that's talking about the owner of a house. A strong man is an owner. Does everybody understand? He's not renting, he owns the house. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, 
He taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. Does everybody see that? Now, let me make this clear, brothers and sisters. It is very, very important that we who call ourselves believers, that we not only have control over our house, but, we're, but it's important that we're stronger than what will come against trying to take over that house. That's what makes it so dangerous to just, you know, say you're a Christian and just hope that you're going to heaven. You know, a, a fool goes into a war not knowing they're in a war. And you can say, well, I don't believe in carrying guns and I don't believe in, you know, I just want peace and love and, 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 and you exactly who the devil want to pounce on. You with all your peace and love and ain't going, you got a devil to contend with. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and he don't play nice. He don't come up on people and say, oh, you ain't got no gun. You ain't, you don't want to fight. Okay, I'll leave you alone. I see you. Everybody, what is he going to do? He's going to be just as mean to you as he is to somebody that's standing there with weapons. He, he don't care about your peace. And you just want love and get along with everybody. He cares nothing about that. Everybody understand? The devil is worse than a bully. Does everybody understand? Because at least some bullies, if they see you're not going to fight back, they're not going to bother you. The devil is worse than that. Does everybody understand that? All right. So let's read that again, verse 22. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor. Everybody see that? What does he take? All his armor. Not some of it, because he don't want he he, he to take all the fight out of you. Whatever it was that you had to fight with, if he can overcome you and he's stronger than you, he'll take all of it. When uh, it's got uh, a brother here that works in, in prison, he'll tell you when, when folks go to prison, uh, there's some things they're not allowed to have. Does everybody understand that? There's some things they're not allowed to have. There are some prisons you can't have a pen or a pencil. That's, that's a shank. That's a murder weapon. And that's the way the devil sees. He sees, okay, if I leave you with this, you might turn this into something else. So I'm going to take all your armor. Everything that you can use against me later on, I'm going to take it from you, just in case you get bold and want to take your house back. So look at what it says. Wherein he trusted and divided his what? Spaws. He that is not not, does everybody understand what that means when it says, and divided his spaws? Who is he dividing the stuff among? Demons. Devils. Other devils. Does everybody understand that? So, you, so if that one that's struggling you come upon you and overtake you, he take all your little stuff that you got, and to make it harder for you to overcome him, he divides the stuff. He scatters it. So you'll be thinking, I'm just, I'm just dealing with unforgiveness. But your real problem is jealousy. It's, he, he's got all kind of devils. And, and so you're scattered because you're not willing to deal with it all. And he knows, okay, yeah, you, you, you spotted that unforgiveness. But it's got ten more that's got your stuff that you don't even know about. You don't even know they're here. Because you don't check yourself. Everybody understand that? Read verse 23. He that is not with me is what? Do we believe that? 
when people not living for the Lord, they are against the Lord. It ain't no in between. Nobody's neutral. Nobody's neutral. If people aren't living for God, I, I just, I, according to this scripture, I know you're living for the devil. And I'll tell you to your face, I don't trust you. <laughs> and does everybody understand that? I don't care what our relationship was in the past. I, I can care less about how good you think you are and how sweet of a person you think you are and how soft-spoken you are. If you're not living for God, you're living for the devil, and I cannot trust you. <laughs> All right, so now let's get to the heart of the matter. Verse 24. Well, let's read verse 23 again. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me, what does he do? And so that's what the Lord comes to do. Let's gather all his armor and put it in the same place. Let's fortify this door. But what the devil does is he scatters it. Does everybody understand? Like hiding Easter eggs. It's going to take you all day to get your whole carton of eggs. Does everybody understand? It's going to take you. That's the reason why you don't give him a foothold in your door. You don't, you, you don't give him one one inch of it. Because if he get in there, he's going to scatter the whole mess and you're going to be all over the place. It's, it's going to be all kind of stuff going on in your life. You have no idea. You, you'll be having all kind of feelings that you didn't deal with before. And you'll wonder what's going on. What's going on? He scattered your stuff. Divided them among other devils. Does everybody understand that? All right, so now, if that don't wake us up, Verse 24 says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through what? Dry places, seeking rest, and findeth what? None. He saith, I will return unto what? My house, whence I came out. Now this is talking about people who have been delivered. The devil don't leave without a greater power than him, making him come out. The devil don't take vacations. The devil is not like some of us who buy a house and then can't stand to be in it. Want to be out in the streets all the time. Want to go visit this person, that person. The devil is not interested in that. When he get a house, he intend on staying there. He ain't going out to play ball. He ain't going out to play golf, none of that. When I get this house, this is my dwelling place forever. Does everybody understand that? That's his intention. So the only way he comes out is when a stronger force comes and casts him out. Does everybody understand that? Verse 25, and when he cometh, he findeth it what? Swept and garnished. Does everybody understand what that means when it says that? So this is what happens. Folks come, Brother Bowden, I've got a spirit. Will you please pray for me? Cast the spirit out. You know, I, I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't want to be this way anymore. Pray for me. Cast the devil out. So I pray for you. The devil leaves. And that's all that's done happened. The devil's gone. Now the devil done set up shop. You know, he's just like anybody else. He's, he's set up shop in, your, in his house. So when the devil leaves, he takes everything with him. 
It's emptied out. Now you got this individual, they leave church praising God, thank you, Lord, I don't have to deal with it. Now let me make this clear. Nobody want to be tormented by the devil. But that's not, that, that does not equal somebody wanting to be possessed by God. Nobody likes the fruit of what the devil is doing in their life, but it don't equal them wanting to serve God. Those are two different things on way, on different sides of the earth. Does everybody understand? And there's a long distance between them. Nobody likes what the devil is doing in their life, all the turmoil, all, all of that. Nobody likes that. But that does not automatically equal running to God and serving him. So it's got some houses that are swept and garnished. Still going to church. Still hoping that they maintain their deliverance. But swept and garnished. Ain't nothing there. Ain't nothing else there. So let's think about what that means. What that, what that says. Let's, read, let's keep reading here. Verse 26. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Does everybody understand that? Now you understand what he's doing there. This individual still going to church. Brother Bolden overcame me. He, he's, he's, he was stronger than me. But maybe if I go find seven others that's stronger than, than I am and bring them and we abide there, maybe Brother Bolden won't be stronger than those. So let's refortify this house. Does everybody understand that? Let's read what Jesus says now. More, uh, seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and do what? Dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Isn't that something now? So let's go back to verse 25, and let's, let's, let's uh, pick this apart. Let's see what the Lord is saying to us. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. The word swept means everything is cleaned out of it. The word garnished means to decorate. So the devil comes, when he comes back, the devil that have left, when he comes back, he's seen everything's been cleaned out. The way, the way he had it is gone. But he also finds decorations in that house. Think of it this way, pieces of furniture. Does everybody understand? Now, my wife and I, when we bought our, bought our first house in uh, 2011, the, the only furniture that we had, we didn't even have a bed, you know, like a regular bed. We had bought a, uh, we didn't even have an air mattress or anything just yet, did we? I think the, our first few months in there, we slept on the floor. When we first moved in the house, uh, all we had was picnic chairs. I think we may have had four picnic chairs and that, and then we moved those from the living room. That was the living room furniture. And when we had the sanctuary downstairs, we packed the picnic chairs downstairs and that's what we sat in for church. And then when it was dinner time, those four picnic chairs became <laughs> part of the dinette set, along with the cardboard box to play as our table. Now, most of you seen the house that we moved out of and, and how, how big it was. 
But that's what we moved in there with, and that's what we were satisfied with. I told my wife, the first thing I want to get is a washer and dryer. I can sleep on the floor. But I, I, I'd like to have some clean clothes. I don't want to be going back and forth. That was our first order of business, washer and dryer. I do not want to be going back and forth to a washeteria somewhere. Uh, washer and dryer. The, you know, the rest will come. So what am I saying? We didn't need to have the whole house garnished to move in. Just, just one real, really one piece of furniture, the little chairs there. Does everybody understand that? So let's think about it that way. Let's think about what the devil needs to move back in his house. He don't need you to have the whole thing decorated. You ain't got to backslide all the way back. Does everybody understand? You ain't got to take on all of your old mindsets. He don't need, everybody understand what I'm saying now? He don't need you as bad as you were when he left. My wife and I were willing, we knew how we wanted to fix the house up and what what kind of furniture we wanted. We knew all of that. But when we moved in, we, just, just one piece of furniture is all we needed. The devil only needs, so if you think of it that way, the devil only needs one chair to sit in. He don't need for you to have some fancy bedroom suite for him. He'll sleep in a chair. He don't need for you to have a big dinette set. He'll eat in that chair. He's definitely not concerned with you having a washing machine and dryer because he's unclean to begin with. All he needs <laughs> is one piece of furniture. Does everybody understand? Y'all want to go look at what this furniture is? Let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. The fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. And we're going to start reading at verse 16. All right. Verse 16 says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Everybody see that? And these are contrary the one to the other. Does everybody understand that? That they're not going to dwell in the same place at the same time. If, you, if you're walking in the works of the flesh, then that's going to fight against the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, and eventually he's going to be grieved and then go on about his business. Does everybody understand? These are contrary. Does everybody understand that? The one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. If you're walking after the flesh, no matter how much Holy Spirit you have, you won't be able to do what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. That's what they're saying. But if ye be led by, led of the Spirit, 
Ye are not under the law. Does everybody understand that? Now the works of the flesh are what? Manifest. <laughs> Let's read it this way. Now the furniture that the devil needs are these. And he don't need a whole house full of it. Just have one of these things. One of these things. That's all the devil needs. Does everybody understand that? Just one piece of furniture. So if you think about it, so most of us men, we have our own recliner in our house. It's our chair. That's the way it was when I was growing up. My daddy had a chair. Nobody sat in it. Does everybody understand? That, that's the way it was when I was growing up. So, you know, I don't know how it is now, but back in the day, the man had a, 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 a chair that nobody else sat in. That was his chair. And listen, the devil is not picky. No, he's, he's not picky. Now, God is, but the devil isn't. He don't care, the devil don't care what brand of chair it is. Now, let's think of it this way. The devil needs a chair in that house that have been, that have been where he's come out of. All he needs is a chair to sit in. Because in his mind, that's my throne. But the things that we're about to read here, let's think of it this way. These are the different brands. These are the makers of the chair. In other words, everybody understand that? So look at what it says. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. What's one? Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Everybody see that? Lasciviousness. Everybody understand what that is? That the definition of lasciviousness, what we, what we call it, it, lasciviousness comes from the word license. It, literally, it means license to sin. Now, what it technically means is this, unbridled lust. No self-control. A person that don't have any limits is unbridled. Does everybody understand what that means now? Like all it takes is for somebody to tick you off and you'll go off. All it takes is for somebody to, to say something to you that you don't like and you shut down, you, whatever, it's unbridled. You, you, you don't have a mind to come back to ground zero. I can just, okay, so you've given me, a, now you've given me a license to do what's on the inside of me to begin with. I've been waiting to get this out. Does everybody understand that? It's unbridled. So everybody see? Uh, what the devil needs to sit when he comes back to the house, if he see any piece of furniture with any of these names on it, he's going to take back over the house. Does everybody understand that? So let's look at that now. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Does everybody see that? Witchcraft. Does everybody see that? Does everybody understand what that means? Witchcraft, deceptions and seductions is what it comes from. Deceptions and seductions, manipulation. Does everybody understand that? Hatred, 
Does everybody understand that? Variance. That's talking about contention. Does everybody see? Emulations. Does everybody see that? That's like having a rivalry. Wrath. Strife. Does everybody see that? So let's, let's look at that now. Variance. That word means strife. So what does strife mean? What we just read there. Does everybody understand what that means there? Let me read the definition, the Greek definition of that. Is, is electioneering or intriguing for office. A desire to put one's self forward, a partisan and fractitious spirit which does not disdain low arts. In other words, partisanship. There's a reason why nobody in this ministry votes. Does everybody understand that? That's what that's talking about. You got your favorite party, you're going to vote for your favorite party. Does everybody understand? It means elections. Is it a wonder why the Holy Spirit is not in a church where they elect a pastor? Is it a wonder why the Holy Spirit isn't in the Oval Office because they're electing <laughs> presidents? Is it a wonder why this country has fallen so far beneath the standard of God? Because we elect everybody. A person can't even sit in, in a building and, and people can't even gather together and say how the school is going to be ran without electing a school board. So we elect everything. And then wonder why it's all in hell. Does everybody understand that? So that's what this word is talking about, elections. So let's go ahead and keep reading. <laughs> Seditions. In other words, division. Everybody see that? And heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Everybody understand that? These are the pieces of furniture that the devil needs in your house. He don't have to have all of them. Just one will do. Just one will do. Does everybody understand that? Uh, and such of like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit what? What's the kingdom of God? In a nutshell, it's the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. Does everybody understand that? It's the way God does things. It's his government. But how does he, how does he govern the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, being you being led by the Spirit of God? Now, that's so strong. Now, you may wonder, why did we stop at that word? Strife. Elections. Why do we stop there? Why is the Holy Spirit wanting to point that out? 
You know, I didn't know until this morning what that word actually meant. But look, at let's read, let's read verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Does everybody see that? Verse 18, but if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under what? The law. Had no idea that I could find Bible for why we should not participate, participate in elections. But I was led by the Spirit not to do that. I've just felt I'm not, I, I have never voted a day in my life. I just felt it was something off. And, you know, even after I gave my life to the Lord, sure enough, I felt like, no. It's, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But I don't feel led to do that. And you know something, and I'm telling you, we have to get to the point where we do what we feel led without Bible. Let's do what we feel led to do. And then later on, years and years later, the Lord might come around and say, you see, it's in my word. And then one, and so but if we can fight against that, what everybody else is voting, I'm going to rock the vote. I'm going to get my little sticker. <laughs> and the whole time wondering why you can't follow the leading of the spirit wondering why you're being disobedient in other areas Lord I don't know why I got jealousy I don't know why I got hatred it's because you got a piece of furniture in your house that belonged to the devil does everybody understand that and you're not going to have God sitting on his piece of furniture in there and the devil sitting right across from him that's not the way it works. Does everybody understand that? So you, does everybody, so let's reverse <laughs> the last part of verse 21 again. They, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Does everybody see that? Do, does everybody believe your Bible there? Is that in your Bible? You know what that's saying there? People that vote do not have the Holy Spirit. They may have a spirit, but it ain't a holy one. But why? Because that's strife. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so now we've showed you the one side of it. The furniture that the devil needs. And he got all kinds of brands. He don't, it don't matter. He's not picky. Just let me in the house. All you need is just one piece of furniture in there. I'll take it. I'll take it. If you got one piece of this furniture here, I'll come in and I'll sit down and I'll make my abode with you. Something you and you with me. But you know, God got a piece of furniture too. Does everybody understand that? What's the other side of what we read there in the book of Luke? What, what do we think about that? That Here it is, God in his mercy done cast the devil out of an individual. And, and then go on about his business, the devil's gone now. And that individual, they're just rejoicing, praising God. I'm thankful, Lord, that I'm no longer possessed. That not being possessed does not equal, not being possessed by an evil spirit 
does not equal being possessed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also is walking around seeking who he can come and live in. Does everybody understand that? But listen, he's coming for one piece of furniture. And he's picky. He's a name brand God. Everybody understand that? No, he don't want your little, your little pro wing shoes and your K-Swiss. He want the real deal. Nothing you can buy, pay less. Does everybody understand? In other words, there is a price. It ain't no great value stuff you get at Walmart that costs two cents less now than all the name brand stuff. <laughs> you have to pay a price for his piece of furniture. Does everybody understand that? And it's only, it's only one name brand that he'll accept. Does everybody want to see that? You may wonder, what do we do to keep the house from being swept and garnished? What's the defense for when the evil spirit comes back? Because he's coming back. He's coming back to see if you got the goods, to see if you've refortified or if it is decorated to, to what he wants. Everybody understand that? Your, listen, let me make this clear, brothers and sisters. There's only one way to not be possessed by the devil. If you were ever possessed, there's only one way not to be possessed again. One way, one piece of furniture. You, and you can't beat the devil with your own will. If you could, you wouldn't have been possessed in the first place. You got to do it God's way or go home. Does everybody understand? So let's go look at this piece of furniture. That everybody understand there's only one piece? Only one piece of furniture that he can stand, and he's very picky about the brand of it. Let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Acts. And we're going to read verse 32. Is everybody there? The fifth chapter of the book of Acts, verse 32. It says, and we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that have what kind of furniture? Obedience. Your obedience is the only piece of furniture that Holy Spirit is interested in sitting on. You can have love, you can have peace, you can have joy. If I understand, you can mimic the gifts of the Holy Spirit with love. I mean, the, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit with love, peace, and joy. You can't mimic obedience. You're either obedient or you're disobedient. Everybody can put on. Everybody, it's, it's got folks right now smile right in your face and hug you and then go right home and can't stand you. So we can all mimic those, the fruit. Love, peace, joy. I'm happy. See, I'm clapping when we sing. 
And that's all fine and good. But, but be obedient. That's the furniture the Holy Spirit come and live on. That's what he comes and sit on. Obedience. Does everybody understand? That Holy Spirit, when he's walking through dry places, and when he's knocking on the door, you know what he's looking in to see when he gets to your house? Are you obedient? Can you be led by the Spirit? Because I can't come in and live if you're not going to follow me. Again, for years, next Sunday, if the Lord say the same, I'll be 46 years old. Have never voted a day in my life. When, what's the age you can vote? 18? So what does that make it? 28 years? For 28 years, I felt led by the Holy Spirit not to get involved in politics at all. Without Bible to back it up. Just doing, just being obedient. I, this is obedience. It ain't, it ain't something that I had to read. I just feel led. I'm not supposed to do that. So you see how you can, you can obey without having the Holy Spirit? He's given to those that obey. Are you, this little unction I'm giving you, are you going to follow this? Shouldn't nobody have to come and prophesy to you and speak in tongues for you to know it's me? <laughs> so that's the piece of furniture that he comes and sit on. And that's the only thing, brothers and sisters, listen, your obedience to Jesus Christ is the only thing, your only safeguard against being demon-possessed. That's your only safeguard. All the devil needs to do is come and find that you're not obedient. If you're not obedient, he, he, he can bring the furniture in and listen, let me tell you how the devil works. So, so raise your hand if you were a part of our moving process. When my wife and I, when we moved to this, this side of Tennessee. So, what, so did, did all we have was our little four picnic chairs and our little box to eat on when we, when we left there? We had two U-Hauls to move away. We had been there for how long? Seven years. I want you to think about something. All the devil needs is one picnic chair. He'll do the rest. All he need is a little strife, a, a little jealousy. All he needs is a little faction on the inside of you. He'll move in, and, and, he, and, and, and in no time, he'll have a house full of furniture. What is it? The end, the, the, the end state of that man is worse than the first. The last state of that man is worse than the first. Does everybody understand that? And our only safeguard, our only safeguard, our only safeguard is obedience. And I mean in everything. I'm going to tell you about the God I serve. If he told you something five years ago, he's going to mean it 500 years from now. If you live to be 600 years old, it ain't a lie. Does everybody understand that? So listen, I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. This is not a prayer that you have to pray. Lord, is it still your will? <laughs> Does everybody understand? <laughs> no, God don't change his mind. Now let's, let, let's think about ourselves now. 
What is it the Lord told us to do that we're not doing? What is it that the, what order does the Lord give us that we're not doing? That's all the devil needs. You're primed for possession. Because you know what happens when you disobey God? You're going to come here, you're going to hear it preach, and you're going to get bitter. You're going to get angry. Something going, I can't tell you the number of people that have come to me after I've done preaching. Hey, Brother Bowden, something rose up on the inside of me. I know it did. <laughs> Everybody understand? Now listen, can we really say we're serving God when we, something raised up on the inside of us when God is preaching? It ain't God raising up on the inside of you. <laughs> Everybody understand? Because if that was God, he'd be, you'd be obedient. He'd raise up to make you obedient. So let's think about that. What have the Lord told us to do that we're not, not doing? What are we being disobedient in? The Holy Spirit is given to those that obey. Does everybody understand that? And I, I, I know the God I serve. He don't change his mind. When he gives an order, that stands forever. Does everybody, we don't have any more dispensations. There is not a new, new covenant. There's not a brand new covenant. Or however we want to, everybody understand that. So, the God has given to them that obey. The Holy Ghost has given to them that obey. God has to know that you're willing to be obedient before he comes to live on the inside of you. You have to be determined. Does everybody understand that? Listen, if you hear what I'm saying, this is your only safeguard against possession of the devil. Your obedience is the only thing that guards you. If if that, Because that's the only thing. Your obedience is the only thing the devil can't move in on. And if you're disobedient, it, it means you, you already got some kind of furniture in there that the devil can sit on. That's the reason he knows, yeah, I can care less about y'all getting delivered. But what I do care about is you moving the, the, the chair, God's chair in there. Let me go back and see if, let me go back and see if you're being obedient. Oh, you're not? Does everybody understand that? And you know what he does when he comes in and he finds disobedience? And he finds his own chair in there that he can come in and sit in? You know what he does? He stacks that house full of furniture. You, now listen, you volunteer the strife. You voluntarily put the adultery in there. But when the devil get done decorating, it's going to have the rest of it in there. Everybody understand that? What it took us, we moved in our house, it only took maybe two hours. To move our little stuff in there when we first moved in. How many hours does it, did it take for us to load those two U-Hauls up? You think about that in deliverance. You, you come here with one devil, that's easy to cast out. Just a couple of minutes. But what happens when the devil comes and finds you swept and garnished two weeks from now? Find out that you've been disobedient. 
How many of you know there are people who they so full of the devil, it might take hours and days to cast those devils out? Because you got to go in and find where they're hiding at. And I'm telling you, that devil is good. Some of you have never experienced that. Uh, that's a, that, that devil is good at what he does. Uh, he's very slick at what he does. One of the first things, one of the first pieces of furniture he's going to put in, a, in that house is lying, a lying spirit. And from there, it's just, it's just all up. If you can imagine hunting Easter eggs all over the city, they tucked everywhere. And you got to get every last one of them. That's what it's like casting out devils from folks that have, have, have been swept and garnished and the devil comes back in. They, they take on a lying spirit. And then they, all that stuff is just tucked all over the place. I don't have hatred in my heart. I'm not jealous. I'm, it's, it is the devil. <laughs> as small as Bolivar is, you, you just let me, just let me leave here. Give me an hour. I'm going to hide eggs all over the little town of Bolivar. How long is it going to take you to find them? That's where the gift of the discerning of spirits come in at. The Lord told me where, your egg, where you hit those eggs at, devil. No, I'm not going to waste my gas going all over town and hoping and trying and trying to get you to confess. I'm telling you, you got a lying spirit. And it's hid right there underneath, underneath that bench there. I'm telling you, you got jealousy. And it's over there by McDonald's. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> I feel sorry for preachers that, ain't, that, that try to cast out devils and ain't called to do it. Them the ones that are saying, tell me your name. Well, how many of it know? I'm going to tell you who you are. You might not even know what you're dealing with, but I'm going to tell you. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so we see that one piece of furniture. That one piece of furniture, that's what the Holy Spirit sits on, the furniture of obedience. If, if, if all he needs is for you to be willing. Does everybody understand that? So now let's go back real quick to the 11th chapter of the book of Luke. The 11th chapter of the book of Luke, and we're going to start reading at verse 11. It says, If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, isn't that something? Will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then... Being evil, do we ever pay attention to the Lord's words? He called the people he was preaching to evil. <laughs> Hoping they would get saved. <laughs> Everybody, if you, what did he say? If ye then, being halfway, you, you almost there. You on your way. You sitting here listening to me preach, so that means something. No, if ye then, being evil, 
know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that do what? Them that do what? What they have to do? Does everybody understand that? That means it is not automatic. He gives the Holy Spirit to people that ask. Why? Because after you hear this message, you ought to want in your heart to sure enough want the Holy Spirit if you know that that's your only safeguard against being possessed by the devil. Does everybody understand that? You have to ask for the Holy Spirit, but most people, they ain't concerned about that because they ain't want to obey. If, if you ain't got a heart to obey, I ain't, what's the use in the Holy Spirit coming? I just hope I got him and hope I go to heaven. But somebody that's got a real hunger for God, they're going to want to know, Lord, do I have your Holy Spirit? Because if I don't, I need him. If you think of it that way, you're being led by something. And, and let me make this clear. You're possessed by something as well. Does everybody understand that? And God, he lays it out plain. If we been evil, know how to give good gifts to our children. Just our, just our natural man, evil. If, if we being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more so? If we, if we sincerely believe that God is good, how much more so will he give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? This ain't something you got to tarry for. Does everybody understand? You don't have to do like the false prophets of Baal, jumping up on some altar, cutting yourself. Does everybody understand that? The Holy Spirit, so, you know, folks, they, they cry out. You know, I've seen churches, I mean, some churches, they take it to the extreme. They got a little room. You go in there and you pray. You go in there and you cry and let snot run down your face. And then you got to show God you sincere. And they have a whole room full of people. Snot all over the place. And only one of them willing to be obedient. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> It's simple, brothers and sisters. My children, when they come to me, they ain't got to beg me for stuff. And most of us, as parents, we know how we get with our children. If I said no the first time, I'm going to mean it next week. So, in other words, if it's for you to have, I will give it to you. We know the Holy Spirit is for us to have. Isn't that right? So what am I saying? You don't have to beg God for the Holy Spirit. And folks do all of that. They cut up and they, you know, cutting themselves on the altar and crying out and snotting and going from one church service to the next, from one church to the next, asking God to lay hands on them. And Lord, just give me your spirit, please. They doing all of that for what? The Holy Spirit is given to those that have a mind to obey, that have their minds made up. I'm going all the way. 
Does everybody understand that? When you get to that place where your mind is made up, I'm going to follow God with my whole heart, all you got to do is ask. You ain't got to beg. You ain't got to plead. You ain't got to do anything. Just, just have a mind, your mind made up. You're going to obey what he tells you to do. And listen, obey what you already been told. And then after that, all you have to, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit as a safeguard. He'll come in. It ain't going it don't take weeks, it don't take months. Everybody understand that? You don't even read in his Bible, folks, fasting and praying for the Holy Spirit. Fasting and all that. Just ask. But listen, with a willing heart, if you don't have an, a heart that's willing to be obedient, God can care less about how you're snotting all over his altar. He can care less about how you crying out. None of that means anything to him. Why? Because it's insincere if you're not willing to follow him. If you can't be led, then the Holy Spirit will not come in to lead. Does everybody understand that? The Holy Spirit is given to be followed. He has to be obeyed. Does everybody understand? My prayers are that we really heard today what the Lord had to say. Our only safeguard against being demon possessed, against being tormented and all those other things is having the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is only given to those that obey. Everybody understand? In other words, our obedience is our safeguard against the devil. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for making this plain to us today. And we ask, Lord, that you will help us to really take heed to what you said. And God, we ask that you will help us to make up our minds to be obedient, Lord. Help us not to be, not to straddle the fence. Help us, Lord, to be completely sold out to you and your ways. Help us, Lord, also to be in love with you, to delight in you, to enjoy our relationship with you, Lord, so that we don't miss the mark. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for making it plain to us. Now, Lord, we look forward to this day and those days afterwards, Lord, that you allow us to be in this earth, to get closer to you, and to know more about you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. If that's all now, we're going to be dismissed to the back, and uh, we'll discuss the things that we've heard today.